0: good evening wrestle talk fans wrestle talk family it is me hardcore Haas, coming at you here live that's right and we got one heck of a show lined up for you tonight and we're all excited about it so let's go ahead some of you may have heard it last week we got ourselves a new intro here so let's go ahead and get the new intro playing for you guys here Go ahead in the comments and let us know what you think about this new intro we got going
1: good evening wrestling fans and welcome to the wrestle talk podcast for the next
0: two hours we will bring you
1: the latest pro wrestling news in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and much much more we will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk Podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending Undisputed leader in pro wrestling
2: podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That is our new intro, and that is an awesome intro there. We're glad to have it, and we want to thank people for getting this new uh, stuff together for us. So... All right, I will not be here alone tonight. We're uh, just waiting on Jeremy, the maestro of the mic, to make his entrance here. But uh, he is running a little bit behind, but, you know, that's all right. So uh, let's go ahead as we normally do. Let's remove our hats. Let's give homage to the greatest country around. And that's America, damn it.
2: Oh, oh, say
1: can you see? And the is red I'll
2: make up for it now. For the land of the free.
0: You know, just brings a tear to my eye every single time, I tell you. So, as I was saying, you know, oops, excuse me, one minute. Sorry about that, just a small difficulty there but uh, <clears throat> As I was saying, we got one heck of a show lined up for you tonight uh, Some of you may know we were going to have Danny Moe and Shane Malice on Unfortunately, both guests had things come up uh, And we will definitely get both of them rescheduled though Because we look forward to having them some other time But we were able to find replacements for him. So in the first hour, we're going to be talking to Danny Rodriguez. And during the second hour, we will be talking to Gideon Morbid. So a couple real good guests lined up for you. We're really excited about it. And uh, so we're looking for a good show here. So we're still waiting on Jeremy. To go ahead, if you uh, if you want to join us here on the show, feel free. You know, just hit me up. I'll be more than happy to send you the link to actually join me live here in the studio. So feel free to hit us up if you want to uh, join in the link. And of course, as always, we got to go over our sponsors here. You know, we could not do this without the sponsors, and we really want to thank them for everything they do. So, Everything Combat, Kincaid, eSports Bar, Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation for all your transportation needs, Painter's Dream Productions, Rathbun Engraving, and of course, the FWWC, the greatest fantasy wrestling group around. You know, we have a lot of sponsors and we keep adding sponsors to it. Uh, we also have a brand new one. It is Me Fiesta. So, for any of your party needs, be sure to check them out in the Kansas City area. So, Uh, Just got word that Jeremy is on his way as we speak. He's, like I say, he's just running a little bit late. But if you want to join us here in the studio, just shoot me a message. I'll be more than happy to shoot you the link to come on with us, especially if you'd like to talk some high spots or anything like that with us. We would absolutely love to have you. And, you know, there's plenty to talk about because. There was just a big weekend here in the FWWC, so let's go ahead and uh, get ready to kick off the high spots with that high spots theme from DJ Money.
1: My check, my check.
0: Yeah. All right, all right. WrestleSoul Podcast. Money.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, let's go. Welcome to Hot Spots, where we pop news like their chops. We stop shots coming through the pool of squeezing with laptops and non stops like a runner, of with the black knots. Like we hit hard like chess shots
1: and backdrops. All the spark flashes like the bellies, my Now that's on. We got the scene while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast, now they know we're
0: about to start the show. Ah. Uh. All right, once again like to thank DJ Money for that intro there. And uh so as I was saying, you know, it has been a big big weekend and professional wrestling, you know, uh with the big pay per view coming off of uh the WWE pay-per-view so there's plenty to talk about and like I say Jeremy will be joining us any minute here and we'll get his thoughts on the pay-per-view as well and be sure to uh, shoot your thoughts in the comment section go ahead and like I say shoot me a message if you want to come on and talk high spots with us so One thing, uh, one thing I came across earlier was that Kevin Owens, after his big match this past weekend, is actually going to be taking some time off. You know, with all the storylines that he's been in and everything, you know, he's had a very demanding time, and uh, so he feels that. He just needs to take some time away. So looks like he'll be taking time away after this last pay-per-view here. And, uh, yeah, so let us know your thoughts on Kevin Owens stepping away. And the pay-per-view in general. Cause I, I personally enjoyed the hell in a cell pay-per-view. You know, I, I thought that it was a decent pay-per-view that WWE put on and, uh, you know, most matches kind of went the way I thought that they would. And let us know what you thought. So as I was saying, you know, Ke- Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn—they had one hell of a match there at the pay per view, and now that uh, now that that match has or that's played out now, so shout out to uh, Joe Lance there. See you see you're watching here, and uh, shout out to Nick Luke as well. Be sure to let us know where you're calling in from or where you're watching us from. We'd love to know, and uh, we'll try to acknowledge you when you do. And... Sorry. So... Joey's asked me about my thoughts of Masters of Pain. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a big weekend the other week. We went down to West Virginia to see the Masters of Pain, and uh, that was an awesome, awesome weekend. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, it was two days of wrestling. It started out with the uh, G Force tournament. And, uh, or sorry, zero G tournament. And that was absolutely awesome. Watching all those guys there in the zero G tournament. And, you know, they put on some high flying moves <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Susie versus Jake Christ Yeah. That was, uh, that was something, you know, I-, I actually thought at one point she might be in a little bit of trouble when, Jake Crist actually got in her face and security tried to pull him away and he actually pulled the kendo stick back like he was going to hit her. But instead he hit security. Yes. They had one hell of a a back and forth and that that was amusing to watch. And then the next night, you know, we had the uh, girl fights and. Yeah, they were absolutely awesome to watch and uh, I know Joe was excited about seeing one specific wrestler I, I mean he, he was happy to see them all but there was one in particular he couldn't wait to see and uh, I'm sure nobody knows who that was though but you know they put on one hell of a show there and then that night we had uh, the Masters of Pain tournament And that was just an absolutely awesome tournament, watching those guys put their bodies through hell just to entertain the crowd and entertain all of us. That was actually something. And uh, I have talked to the organizers since then, and I I saw this weekend... (laughs) uh, I saw that they have released the video from the DVD from Masters of Pain. So if you missed it and, and you really want to check it out, be sure to check out their, their DVD for Masters of Pain. And uh, something else that they informed me of last week that I thought was absolutely awesome was the final match was actually a Fans Bring the Weapons dog collar match. And, uh, at the end of the match, they had the two participants, Akira and, uh, for some reason the other one's slipping my mind again, but, uh, they had the two participants actually sign the dog collars that they were wearing in the matches and they're actually going to auction those off. So. If you want an actual piece of wrestling memorabilia, an actual used dog collar from the Masters of Pain, you can get it for the right price. And uh, I think that's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Anthony, Big T, good to see you there, buddy. Glad to, to tuned in to us tonight. Yeah. And Aaron Wallace, as always, you know, tuning in, one of our loyal, loyal fans here, always tuning in to see us. And uh, we absolutely appreciate each and every one of you that tune in. So, still not sure where Jeremy is. Yeah, uh, I got a message that he would be jumping on, but uh, still hasn't made it yet. Yeah, the, the uh first match of the Masters in Pain was a backyard death match, and that was absolutely awesome to watch. And they tore the hell out of this car that was there, busted the windows out, and uh slammed each other on the hoods and they just completely trashed that car. So <laughs> so yes, uh Rest in peace to the car. uh, As I say, those guys really put their bodies through a lot just to entertain the fans. And they really deserve a lot of respect for what they do, at least in my opinion. Because uh, as much as they put themselves through, most people wouldn't do that. Especially for somebody they don't know you know, because they don't know most of the fans that are there. But to put put themselves through that for us fans and the love of the sport that they're doing, and irregardless whether you want to call it sports entertainment or what you want to call it, these guys are well-trained athletes, and therefore they deserve to be acknowledged in the sports world. So I still call wrestling a sport whether you want to call it sports entertainment or whether you want to call it sports or a soap opera with a little bit of wrestling. I believe I heard somebody uh, classify it that way the other day. Um, yeah. And that's up to you, but I, I still with the conditioning these guys go through, I still consider it to be a sport and I see the maestro has finally got here. So,
3: what Welcome
0: is up, How is it going, man? All right. How about yourself?
3: I have been so busy. With... Talk Podcast. Man, let me. T-
2: this,
3: my friend. Might just be my last show in my current living arrangement, so I'm putting the finishing touches on moving out. So we're getting there. Hopefully, I'm in the new hands.
0: Looking forward to that. Well, congratulations on that. You are breaking up a little bit there, Jeremy, just to let you know. But uh, congratulations on getting things sorted out and uh finally getting that move taken care of here and you know I know that's something that you have to be just completely excited well thank you my friend thank you and uh, we obviously are excited for you as well to uh, to be there so yeah (laughs) I will admit you know uh... oh you go ahead buddy
3: Okay. okay, I was going to say that out here uh we've had some storms the past few days and it has uh caused plenty of power outages and slow slow speed out here, so you might have to bear with me on this. <laughs> but I'm I'm here, I got plenty to talk about. You just got to tell me where you left off so I don't repeat anything.
0: Well, we are kind of in the uh in the high spots already. Uh we've already gone through our national anthem and our intro and the sponsors and yeah, we've already gone through all that. So we are, uh, we're in the high spots and really the only thing I've made mention of is the fact that Kevin Owens, after his grueling match this past weekend and the, uh, the feuds they've been putting him in that have been so physical has actually announced now on his Twitter page that he is going to be taking a break from professional wrestling for a little while. So uh, I, I found that to be interesting. <clears throat> I, I think he, I think it's a well-deserved break for him because he has been one of the studies people that you do see. You, you know, he doesn't get a whole lot of breaks. You know, the way some of them do. So I, I think it's well deserved. And I was asking for others' opinions on that. Yeah, you know, we haven't gotten too many people chime in on it yet, but, uh, so what, what's your thoughts there, Jeremy?
3: Well, okay. Well, first y'all got to chime in because hardcore Haas and I love hearing from you, the fans, and we will definitely be sure to get your comments read on air. So definitely keep chiming in during high spots. As for me, I must say it is a big surprise that he has not taken a break already. Because, like I, like you had mentioned, these past few feuds he's had have been physically taxing on Kevin Owens. I mean, wrestling in general is a taxing sport, you know. But Kevin Owens is definitely one of those guys who you you almost say to yourself, he could care less what happens to him as long as he puts on a damn good match. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it shows. And his body's gotten worn down because of it, but he still finds a way to put on great matches. So it's a well deserved break. I think the chemistry between him and Sami Zayn might be some of my favorite in WWE of the past decade, ever since NXT. You know, everybody, you know, when Kevin Owens turned on Sami Zayn at the beginning after Sami Zayn won the NXT title and then, you know, proceeded to team up. At some point in the main roster, I think just their dynamic has been off the chart. And both of them are believable, you know, as far as characters go. Sami Zayn truly never did lose the Intercontinental title. And Kevin Owens is this guy who is legitimately trying to make himself, you know, at the top tier of wrestlers. And he's sick of other wrestlers' crap. But that said, with every match, you know, it adds more and more pain, more and more lingering injuries. So, yeah, to sum it all up, it's definitely a well-deserved break. And I'm going to miss seeing him on SmackDown because he is definitely one of my favorite wrestlers on what I consider to be the A-show in WWE.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll be missing him too. I mean, he, he really is a good performer and a good athlete. And uh, I actually was talking a little bit as well about the Masters of Pain tournament that I went to uh, the other weekend in West Virginia and how much those guys put their bodies through and everything just to entertain the fans, you know, which I think is absolutely remarkable because yeah, I they don't know most of the fans that are out there. So what they put their bodies through just to entertain us and for the love of the sport that they're in, it is just absolutely oh, yeah. remarkable. Absolutely. And, and that, that goes for the WWE superstars as well. A lot of them, you know, they, they've gotten into not necessarily death matches, but they've gotten into, you know, stuff like the thumbtacks and, you know, fire and being thrown off of cages, you know, all, all that crazy stuff. All the stunts you don't want to try at home. (laughs) Right. So to watch them actually do that and put their bodies through that in in the name of professional wrestling and in the name of entertaining the fans is just absolutely uh, amazing to me, you know. Uh, so I, my hat goes off to him. I'm not wearing one, but if I was, I'd take it off for him, you know. Right. I was gonna say
3: <laughs> I have a cap up here on the uh coat rack. If I was wearing it, I'd tip it off to Kevin Owens for, for everything. Um there is one thing I would like to talk about. I mean, there's obviously a couple things, but there's the first thing I would like to talk about uh during high spots, uh, if I may, is about about hell in a cell. Not the pay-per-view, but just the concept of Hell in a Cell. So, first I do got to say, Aaron Wallace says, maybe Kevin Owens should be in the Belleville Fairgrounds. Well, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty rough moment, so I wouldn't doubt it. I think he would fit pretty there. Aaron. <laughs> um, meanwhile, about Hell in a Cell. So this past Friday on SmackDown, you had Rey Mysterio going up against Roman Reigns in a Hell in a Cell match. And honestly, you know, say what you want about the red Hell in a Cell design. The match was fantastic. I mean, Rey
2: Mysterio was kicking Rain's.
0: I think we kind of lost you again there, Jeremy. Uh, but based on, uh, oh, there we go. You're back. You know, I am I might
3: have to go away for just a second and see if a, a good old Ethernet cable might work because, you know, the night owl, he's going to try to strangle me with that damn thing if I don't hook it up. So I might have to do that soon. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen seen word that he's headed to the hospital yet, but if he's watching, he's probably had a stroke by now. (laughs) And if he is watching, I'm going to
3: be in the hospital soon because he's going to kill me. Um, I'm just going to say it'll get taken care of. But I do want to say, like I said, to continue this Hell in a Cell conversation, the match was fantastic. A lot of people wondered. Why? And I want your thoughts on this, Haas. Because last night on Raw, they had another Hell in a Cell match, Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods. So here's my question. Are they trying... Is it just a ratings grab? Or are they actually trying to make better programming? Now, not every match obviously has to be this extreme, you know, violent atmosphere, especially in 2021. But, you know... Ratings for Raw are absolute shit. Smackdowns are pretty good, and Fox is a big just being on Fox is a big part of that. So I just want your I I, I kind of just want your thoughts on having stipulation matches before a pay-per-view that is the same match as what's on the pay-per-view.
0: Well, I think they're doing that honestly trying to grab more ratings you know um i don't think i don't think they feel they need to kick up what they're doing that much because i think they feel like they're doing a good job even though you know in reality there are places that they can improve and i'm sure they know that as well but they think their product is top-notch a1 nobody can touch it and uh so I don't think they're necessarily trying to improve the product that much. I think it's mostly that they're looking at, okay, we got to grab the viewers. And how can we do that? Well, you know, let's throw in a hell in a cell match. Let's throw in matches with stipulations in them. Uh, it's just like I saw a thing not too long ago. As a matter of fact, it was the other day that Vince McMahon has said that there will be no more one-off matches. If there's not a reason behind your match, he will not have it. Um, And, and, you know, that that plays into, well, we need to have a reason for a match so people are wanting to watch it. And if there's no story behind it, they're not going to be interested in it and say, well, let me tune in and see what happens in this match because there's no reason behind it. So uh, I think it's more so for the ratings trying to get the people to tune in
3: yeah I can definitely see that um and you know, like I said, both matches the one that was on Smackdown one or on Raw were phenomenal matches um in my opinion, the Smackdown one with Ray and Roman uh surpassed the one that was on Monday night with Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods, but either way, yeah, I mean it drew me in, and you know people. People tell me all the time, I got friends tell me all the time that it's hard to tune into, whether it be Raw, SmackDown, WWE, any wrestling in general. You know, we've talked on the show, you and I, and uh, Nightmare Jones and The Night Out. We've watched wrestling for so long, even at its worst, we're still entrenched into it. It's just part of us, you know? Like, I have watched some god-awful episodes of of Raw, but I'm still going to watch it, and I'm not ashamed to say it. A lot of people, you know, it's, it's those keyboard warriors out there who always say, if you don't like it, don't watch. Well, guess what? If I don't like it, I'll probably still watch, just because, you know, it's not that it offends me. It's just I love wrestling. It's been that way for almost 16, 17 years, you know, when you've watched it that long, it's kind of hard to just go, I'm done, you know, Yeah. You, know? you can't just suddenly switch it off and you you may say, Oh yes, you can't. No, no, you can't. I'm going to just, I'm going to compare it to this. I've been a fan of the Cleveland Browns since 2003. I literally watched them go 0-16 after a 1-15 and season. And I'm still a fan. If that, if literally one in 31 does not get you to stop watching them, nothing will. So that's, that's how I like it as far as pro wrestling. And now look, the Browns are in the playoffs and they're actually a top team for the first time in forever. So let's
0: go. Dog well, Pound I, I, <laughs> I, I can kind of relate to that after all. I, I'm a, when it comes to football, I'm a Raiders fan who they haven't done much, you know, in the past several years. And uh, when it comes to baseball, I'm an Orioles fan, which, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, oh, so, shit. <laughs> so, you know, I, I can relate to that very well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just be glad you are not a Diamondbacks fan. Let me tell you, folks, quick side note before we get back into our lovely stuff on, on the Wrestle Talk podcast. There was at one point the Diamondbacks were 5 and 39 in their past 44 games. Oh my gosh. You know when those uh, home games become away games, it's a problem. Speaking yeah. speaking of crowds, I think that's the per had some storms in the area and uh, it's knocked down a lot of trees recently some storms we've had lately and Spectrum is working on the problem i guess to best as they can but technical wise it's it might be a little rough this evening so we're going to go as best as we can but even technical issues cannot keep hardcore hosts and especially not the maestro down so we're going to keep on kicking ass tonight now As I was saying, about the crowds, SummerSlam is obviously the biggest party this summer. But now, with crowds back at full, WWE wants it to be just as big as WrestleMania. And they are trying to go all out balls out on this. So, I gotta say, Bobby Lashley is gonna face Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam. What better balls-to-the-wall move could they do than to bring back Brock Lesnar?
0: Yeah. Uh I could see where that's something that they may do, and I can see where a lot of people would uh would flip over that. Uh now myself on the other hand, you know, I, I'm not that big on Brock Lesnar. He always seems to be one of these guys that comes in, they hand him a belt and you only see him at pay-per-views and and I'm not big on that. You know, it's to me, if you're going to, if you're going to hold the title, we need to see him more than pay-per-views. I mean, yeah, you you might make it a, an appearance on Monday night raw and cut a promo, but we want to see you in the ring. If you're the champion, you you should fight. (laughs) You know, that's just my,
2: My personal
0: opinion. Um, So to me, it it would be a bad thing to bring Lesnar back because that's exactly what they would do with him. They'd hang a belt on him and say, okay, now you got the belt. You're our pay-per-view guy. And personally, I don't like that.
3: (laughs) I understand. Well, there is one thing I know you do like, and it's something I like as well. And I know the fans are going to be excited to hear this. Our first guest is on the line. <clears throat> yes, now, he is. give me one second as I get ready for my customary high-profile introduction. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, he's a graduate of the Dynamo Pro Lo- Dojo. He has his career begins as a referee. He's got so much career. He is a former two-time Dynamo Pro Wrestling Champion. He has competed in W. And he's also had a well-known rivalry with Billy Gunn. Ladies and gentlemen, here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, it's my pleasure as well as Hardcore hostage to introduce to all of you, Ricky Rodriguez.
2: Hello. Good to see well, you. Welcome the show, going? Ricky. Thank you. It's good. It's good. How are you guys?
3: We're doing all right, man. Uh, like I said, uh, making the most with what we got. These uh, Mother Nature decided to kick us in the ass out here in the show me state recently. <laughs>
2: Yes,
3: <laughs> but uh, it's good having you on, man. You're looking great. You. I love it's your background.
2: Here, I love this. Oh, thank you. That's all my my action figures over here.
3: Oh man, sometime I gotta I gotta send you a picture sometime of my friend's wrestling figure collection. He is stocked up to the max about it. So he, but he would love to see that too. So absolutely. absolutely. So us. You want to do the honors of kicking it off? I'm gonna go grab that Ethernet cable and put this bad boy to work. I'll be right back.
0: All right, well, Ricky, welcome to the show. We're, we're happy to have you. you here. Um, so as we heard, you began your career as a referee and then eventually changed over to an N ring performer. Uh, what? What is it that made you decide to change from a referee to an in-ring performer?
2: Uh, Well, at first, I just wanted to be a part of the show, you know, be as close to the action as possible. Um, I'll be the first to tell you I am not a natural athlete, so it took me a really long time to get in-ring ready. Uh, But I'm also really impatient. So before I was ready, I decided, you know what, I'll just be a ref. And then that lasted a few months. And then I was like, all right, I got to get in there.
0: Okay. And, uh, and can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the feud you had with Billy Gunn?
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, first off, I want to say, I love Billy Gunn. He's like been one of my favorites the whole time. Um, so the way this started was that, uh, my finisher is a famouser and I just felt deep down in my soul that I did a Famouser way better than Billy Gunn. So I started calling him out. And uh finally, we wound up in the same place in Chicago one weekend, as fate would have it. And that's when it all came to a head. And uh, yeah, he's a lot bigger than me. So it did not go my way. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that had to be something to actually meet up with him after calling him out. And yeah, you know, it's something I, I personally couldn't imagine, you know, sitting there and saying, you know, that I was better at something than somebody else <laughs> and then actually meeting up with them and,
2: it's and having how, it, exchange. it was really surreal. It kind of started as a joke and then I just kept doing it and doing it. And finally it caught his attention and, uh, You know, when I finally did meet him, it was pretty terrifying, but luckily he's, he's got a good sense of humor. So I still give him, give him crap about it from time to time, but it's all good now. I hope I don't want to get on that guy's bad side.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I would imagine. I I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to get on his bad side. No, (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't. I don't think there's too many professional wrestlers
2: I'd want to be on the bad side of. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too.
0: So um, so who were some of your influences coming up in the wrestling business?
2: Oh, man, there were so many. I grew up in what I consider the best era. Uh, I grew up watching what they call the new generation era with the red, white, and blue ropes and, you know, the super over-the-top characters. Um, so I always loved the the real heavy character guys like uh, Undertaker or Rick Rude. Um, you know, Roddy Piper obviously was huge for me growing up because he was more of a talker. Um, and from time to time growing up, my mouth got me in a little bit of trouble. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I definitely uh, definitely understood where he was coming from with that. Um, but then I also love guys like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Seeing guys my size doing this stuff, like it changed my life.
0: So I see, oh, the, absolutely. Uh, I see the maestro is back here and, and hooked in. So hopefully that'll take care of some of our technical issues here. So- like I said, <laughs> if, if this <laughs> works, if this Ethernet
3: cable works, I will give the Night Owl his props. If it doesn't, I'm 100% calling <laughs> out in the post-show meeting. I'm just going to say it. I have no shame well, of either one.
0: <laughs> well, Jeremy, if you notice, I, I haven't froze tonight much. I mean, I, during the uh, initial countdown, there was a little bit of freeze. Other than that, I haven't had issue, and I'm finally hooked up with an Ethernet cable tonight. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, I'm glad these
3: things are like six feet long because
0: it's all the way down the hall and everything.
3: So, all okay. right.
0: But I've you know I've been doing most of the talking tonight since uh, since you were running a little bit late. So let's give you a chance to get some uh, some talking in here. Oscar, awesome. I am
3: looking forward to it. Okay, so you had mentioned Ricky that Eddie Guerrero was one of uh, one of the notable wrestlers. You know, you grew you did grow up in a great era of watching yeah. wrestling, um, I'd like to consider myself fortunate to grow up in the era I watched as well, because for me, it wasn't on a, based off an athleticism scale. And I like to think that watching was a very athletic-based era. Not so much as influence. <laughs> what wrestler really stood out from an athletic standpoint for you
2: from, from an watching athletic. wrestling growing up? Uh, that's got to be either Dean Malenko or Ray Mysterio. I still don't understand how Ray did or still does half the stuff that he is able to do. Like, it is unreal. I've tried it. I've tried that stuff like how? How does he do it? <laughs>
3: yeah. And Dean Malenko, you know, he's the man of a thousand holds. And- Dean Malenko
2: is probably the greatest. If I'll say one of the greatest because I don't want to piss anybody off. I know everybody's very stern about their opinions. So I'll say Dean Malenko is <laughs> one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time, easily.
3: Absolutely. I have uh, to agreeing with you on that. Um, and, you know, it's amazing because he serves that bridge, you know, for the new era of wrestlers. And I had mentioned that you know, with the Ruthless, there's a lot of those big matches, a lot. But now it's 2021 and, you know, now it's more based back on the athleticism that you and I grew up watching. And so I think my next question for you is, how do I, how do I want to win? There we go. When you look at the next generation of wrestlers, which is crazy, it's, There are already those who are starting out in professional wrestling. How do you want to serve as an inspiration for them as the tradition before you served for you?
2: I think what I would push the most, and I think what is so great about the current era, is that we had so much access to different styles and different companies growing up that now we look at a company and there's wrestlers who were inspired by so many different things like you have wrestlers who were inspired by the divas you have wrestlers who were inspired by the big technical guys you have wrestlers who were inspired by new japan so they want to get in there and beat the crap out of you Um, and then you've got guys like me who were inspired by characters so i think now it's probably entering the best time because every show has literally something for everyone and I think wrestling had that a little bit before, but I think now it's it's better than it ever was.
3: Absolutely. And I think a lot of it also has to do with the training facilities they have these days for professional wrestlers. And for you, you are actually a graduate of the Dynamo Pro Dojo, which, you know, for a guy like me, I live out in the St. Louis area, have pretty much my whole life, and – I know a lot of the Dynamo Pro Dojo. I know a lot of the graduates pretty well. What was it like for you being there at, you know, in training?
2: Uh, well, my first day was terrifying because like I was saying earlier, I am the first to tell you, I am not a natural athlete. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I was like, God, what if this doesn't work out? What am I going to do? But, everything they had me do, I think I picked it up pretty quickly. And then it was just smooth sailing from there on out. I mean, there's no other place really like the Dynamo Pro Dojo. Every other city I go to, I'm like, how do you guys train? And they say, oh, we just hop in the ring before a show. So a lot of other places really don't have access to these, like around the clock training facilities. So I got really lucky to to be from the Midwest and, be able to go there pretty much as much as I want.
3: I totally agree on that. And I understand how, you know, that first day at anything, you know, could be quite terrifying. I remember, you know, back in high school when I, even though I've played football pretty much my whole life, when I, you know, went and with the, by the way, my cat's kind of popping in here and there. Don't mind her; <laughs> she she loves to show just as much as all of us. Um, anyway, when I first went when I first went to the team, it, it was scary. You know, you see all these guys. I'm like, look, we all love the sport, but it's just kind of freaky. You know, in this new environment. You know, um, so I totally understand. But I would like to think it turned out pretty well for you.
2: Not yeah, lie. it's uh, been pretty successful Just so far. you know yeah. I've been pretty lucky um, I've had a lot of opportunities come my way you know that maybe I was not quite ready for at the time because I did get a lot of opportunities that uh, I wasn't even a year in and I was going places and I was like man I am way out of my element but doing stuff like that only makes you better so I'm super grateful for for what I've been able to do so far.
3: And we're grateful that you're able to do it as well. Now, Thank Victoria, you. now we have a question from the Wrestle Talk, uh, podcast audience here. It's Victoria who asks, who's the best current wrestler, not in WWE, in your opinion?
2: Oh man, the best current, ooh, that's such a hard question. You know, I could, I could say <laughs> me, but that'd be too obvious, you know? Um, so as far as people I like watching, you know, honestly I could say Tommy end because he just got released from the WWE and I cannot wait to see what he's going to do uh, now that he's back on the independent scene. I mean, that guy's just incredible.
3: Right. And you know how Samoa Joe got released, but then they brought him back. they bring
2: him right back. Of course they're going to bring him right back. They love Samoa but, Joe.
3: Right. But this is what I find amazing. How could you not bring Tommy in back? I know you, you struggled mightily to use him, but he is such a great talent. He really is. You let go to waste. And by you, I mean, obviously WWE, (laughs) but it's like, and it was amazing because they were already filming these dark promos. You know, they were ready to repackage and bring them back. And then what happens?
2: cut know, maybe maybe it was one of those situations where he didn't really want to be there i don't know but right I mean, well, that could so be, easily be
3: but yeah it's next. it's great that he does still have so many opportunities and i think that's another thing throughout this interview we've talked a lot about the generations in wrestling one thing that's great about you know the age we live in today you know, it used to be back that if you left one wrestling promotion, it would be hard for you to find work anywhere else. Um, you having actual experience in multiple promotions as well, you know, and you're. For, I'm sure you're very fortunate for that. Absolutely,
2: um, absolutely. You know,
3: it's it's great to have that. You know, different experience in other promotions.
2: So every company is so unbelievably different. To, to work for and the people that you meet and the people you work with. Like, it's crazy how each company is so different.
3: Yeah. And how they're, you know, who they're run by, you know, and just their mindset, you know, it's not just like, it's almost kind of like a video co- game console thing. You know, it's not just where you have just three. It used to be back where you got all these other choices and everything. Well, nowadays While you only had three for video game consoles, in wrestling promotions, you got a whole buttload to choose from, or go to, and train with. And, you know, you may think to yourself as a casual fan, hey, all the big guys, all the top guys are in one company, or like in AEW, or in WWE, or New Japan. The thing of it is, all over the world, there's top tier talent.
2: Oh, yeah. It's it's endless, pretty much. It's just about the
3: marketing. It's just about the marketability money they have. You know, promotions like Dynamo Pro and, you know, CZW and Glory Pro, SICW, just to name some. They have top tier talent in World League Wrestling, you know, like uh, my friends Moses Powell and Colton Vaught.
2: Oh Moses um, is so talented.
3: At, oh, my gosh. Absolutely. He's. He's a talented wrestler and an inspiring human being. Yes. So it, without a doubt. And that's the thing. These guys are exceptional talent, But the only reason you don't hear about them constantly, unless you live in the area, is one simple thing. It's marketing. You yes. know, the big companies got the big bucks to, to promote their names. But obviously – you know, unfor- you know, Dynamo Pro or WLW is not going to be able to b- promote, you know, yourself or Moses. Like Ring of Honor could promote Jay Lethal or, you know, the Young Bucks could be promoted by AEW. But you know they're
2: there. Well, you see, know- that's, that's one of the... Uh- I guess lucky things about being in the Midwest wrestling is so big here compared to oh, yeah. like other places around the U S that sometimes we do get these opportunities to go do like a signing at an event or something. You know what I mean? So like,
3: yeah, absolutely. We're
2: Definitely getting marketed. I mean, if you go like on the East coast or the West coast, like, a lot of times guys from the Midwest, they're like treated like, and girls from the Midwest are treated like royalty because like, this is where wrestling, you know, first got big and then we're still trying to carry on that legacy.
3: Yeah. I, you know, St. Louis, I think another good example was St. Louis was always considered a, the hub for like TWA airlines, for example. Well, You know, you watch any wrestling documentary, and they'll say St. Louis was a major wrestling hub. Yep. Now, while it still is, it's the whole Midwest. I mean, oh yeah, the Midwest—Minnesota, Chicago, out in Kansas City, Tennessee, Kentucky. I mean, and you know, Hardcore Haas, you and Nightmare Jones. Obviously, West Virginia is not in the Midwest, but the wrestling's expanded out there. Where at one point you'd be lucky to get any shows out there. So regional wrestling has really started to expand. And I think my favorite thing about it is everybody treats it like a wholesome family gathering. Even and when I mean by wholesome, I don't mean everybody's all happy-go-lucky. Because let me tell you, I went to a WLW show a while back. <laughs> and there was this old lady in the front row and she was pissed off beyond belief at this this one heel. I mean, and it was fun. But what I mean is... It's just it gathers everyone together, you know. Hey, we got the local show tonight. We got to go out there, you know. You see that with Dynamo Pro all the time. Yeah,
2: I was just about to say with Dynamo Pro, those shows we do at Concordia Turners, uh, which are starting again soon, by the way. Um, those shows we do at Concordia Turners, those crowds are so into it. I mean, they've got, like you said, old ladies that are yelling, you know, uh, my mom. My mom slapping wrestlers who try to attack me, which I keep telling her to stop that, but whatever, you know, she likes me. <laughs> for
3: <her> intuition.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I love, I love working in front of crowds like that. They just, oh, it's so fun.
3: I have to ask, and I know Hardcore Haas, I'm sorry, I know uh, I'm taking up <clears throat> much of the interview from you, my friend. Um, but I'm, so I'll ask this last question for you. Ricky, as far as a crowd experience goes, not even so much a wrestling accomplishment goes, but as a crowd experience goes, what was your biggest moment in wrestling?
2: Oh, man. Just as far as crowds go?
3: Like the reaction you got, whether it be... Whether it was when you won a title, like one of the tag team titles, or during your rivalry with Billy Gunn, you know?
2: So, when I won the tag titles for the first time, I won't mention with who because he ended up turning his back on me. Well, <coughs> Jackal. Not <worth> it. Um, <coughs> he, uh, So, the first time we won those tag titles, um, my whole family was in the front row. Uh, my girlfriend was there. My nieces and nephews, it was awesome. But then off to the side was one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Sitting front row was uh, Animal from the Legion of Doom, and that was easily one of the coolest moments I've ever had. Wow. For for one of the greatest tag team wrestlers to watch me win a tag title was incredible.
3: Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even
2: you imagine. They put the pads on, so that was awesome. Now,
3: see, there you go. You're set.
2: <laughs>
3: Pause, right before I head, uh, hand it back to you, the Night Owl, um, and no, I'm not doing this from any contractual obligations because he can say whatever <laughs> he wants at me, and I wouldn't give a crap. Um, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, asks, did Ricky's mom cuss at wrestlers in Spanish?
2: So did she? She, she cusses wrestlers out in Spanish. She swings at them. Okay. She's easily my my biggest fan, but uh yeah she gets she gets a little too into it sometimes, but I appreciate it. It's always a fun time with her around
3: <laughs> you just got i think family's definitely the that that most loyal fan base for you
2: absolutely um, it's like the rocks family says you know family always comes first, the business will always be there, but family comes first.
3: Absolutely.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Wrestle Talk podcast with very
3: own Ricky Rodriguez and I'm the maestro handing it back to my friend Hardcore Hoss cuz I know he is anxiously and patiently waiting over there. But I thank <laughs> you for giving me plenty of time. I know these technical issues are finally starting to get figured out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, one one real quick uh funny little story. You know, you mentioned your mom slapping wrestlers. Yeah, that reminds me of we have a wrestler in our area here who brings his sons to the match. And he was in a match one night against a guy named Chris Klein. And uh, Chris turned around and he, he hit him and they were outside the ring. And the wrestler's son actually ran up to the ring and kicked Chris Klein and looked at him and said, don't you hit my daddy.
2: <laughs> yeah. See, that's what's up. That's what I'm talking about. That's great. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I just thought of that when, uh, when you were talking about your mom hitting wrestlers. So, you know, I, I thought that was kind of cute, <laughs> but uh, one, uh, one question I had is, you know, and it can be passed, Present, or you know, any of the future up and coming wrestlers. Um, who is a wrestler that you have never faced that you just absolutely want to get in the ring with?
2: That's a pretty long list. And why? Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: and the and why part.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, number one right now is Adrian Surge because I want the Dynamo Pro Championship. Um, Number 2 is Warhorse because Warhorse makes people famous because he's that good. <laughs> um and then if we're getting into like bigger names, I got to say Cody Rhodes. He's one of the best workers going right now. And I've just always liked the work he's done and I think being in a ring with him would be so much fun.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um we're actually nearing towards the end of the interview here, but uh, we we normally have a little segment here that we call the shoot and shout segment. And what we do is we we just take about 30 seconds or so, maybe a minute, and we just... We go ahead and get anything off of our chest that's bothering It, it does not have to be wrestling-related at all. Um, you know, we've heard everything from... Too much air in the potato chip bag. To Gas we actually
2: devices.
0: we actually had a uh, guest the other week who did a shoot and shout on his dog, um, <laughs> so it, it can be about anything. And what we're going to do is we're going to let the uh, well, I mean, well, we're we let the maestro start. And I, uh, I mean, she our, my cat
3: Kawaii. She probably has something to say in her in her own minds. Um but I'll go first if you gentlemen want.
0: So what, okay. would you would you be interested in doing the shoot and shout with us tonight?
2: Me? Yeah, definitely, of course. All I right. Winning.
0: <laughs> so Maestro, uh-huh. let's go ahead with your shoot and shout.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the shoot and shout on the Wrestle Talk podcast and let me tell you what is on my mind that's just driving me off the deep end. And no, it's not this cute little kitty over here. No. Okay. This, seriously, this is what it is. After 11 years of being the commissioner of my in my friend's fantasy football league, it has gotten to the point where they have driven me so insane with constant stress with it, treating it like it's the most important thing in the world. And this is coming from a sports addict. But they are treating it like it's the most important thing in the world that I said, fuck it, and I am resigning as the fantasy football commissioner of our league, effective for this next season. Now I'm letting them have their fun trying to decide who wants to be the next commissioner. Why? Because it ain't like they give a rat's ass what I have to say about it. I could pick the best possible choice, and I already have one who I'd want, Added our friend's group, but Lord knows they wouldn't like it because they're never satisfied with what I got to say. So, yeah. But it's an internet game. Football's amazing. I love football, and I will to the day I die. But fantasy football, I mean, look. 11 years, man. That is a hell of a run. I ain't perfect, but now it's the puppet called Roger Goodell, and he's been in the league longer than I have. So what the fuck? So, with all that said, they have they can have fun. You guys have fun. Because guess what? The maestro, J Carp, he's not running the the league no more. He's sick of it. He's sick of the owners. So guess what? That's my shoot and shout. Fantasy football's a game, damn
2: it. Hey, right. man, 11, 11 years is a long time to do anything, okay? That's, that's yeah.
3: especially with the friends I deal with. It. God love them,
2: but I always will, but sometimes.
0: All right, Ricky, how about yours?
2: Oh boy. All right. Where do I even begin? <laughs> um, You know what? Mine actually is going to be wrestling related. I talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but uh We're living in an era right now where there's absolutely no reason for fans to be shitting on other fans for what kind of wrestling they like when you can literally watch any kind of wrestling all the time whenever you want. So just let people watch whatever the hell they want and stop complaining about it. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. It's okay. There's so much out there. If you just want to watch New Japan, just watch New Japan. That doesn't mean people who watch WWE suck. Like, just chill. Everybody, just chill.
0: All right, great.
2: Taken.
3: I applaud that. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you.
0: All right, for my shoot and shout, you know, for the past two shows that Nightmare Jones has done, he's talked about how people boo the referee at professional <laughs> wrestling matches. So my shoot and shout, I'm going to turn this one around, and I'm going to shoot and shout on the referee.
2: Oh, so, like, no.
0: Because if the referees would learn to count, they wouldn't be booed so much. They get in the ring and they sit there trying to count and they'll say, oh, now you got to stop that. One, two. I said, don't do that. One, two. Well, you're already at four. Come on. Learn to count, people.
2: This is why I hated being a ref.
0: <laughs> so there's my <laughs> shooting, and
3: shout. Can I just say, this is what really cracks me up. The fact that your shooting shout was about shitting on the refs, the one week that Nightmare Jones wasn't here,
0: well, <laughs> he you would know. have been
3: perfect if he was cramping on the refs during the shooting shout, and then immediately you went and got right back on him. But either well, way, you know what, Haas, you have a great point because you know what, some of these refs just suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Nightmare Jones. Oh, sorry, <laughs> uh,
2: we're all having some shots Shots fired. <laughs> wow you guys got sound effects <laughs>
0: oh we do oh yeah we, we got all kinds of sound effects
3: i'm telling you man it's not just Streamyard that's uh that's working like magic <laughs> and, if the budget didn't increase i wouldn't have had the uh the ethernet cable
0: <laughs> and, and as, as far as the shooting shouts go you know what what does our our favorite person the iron sheik Think about all these situations. Fuck uh-huh.
2: There we go. Right uh, on.
3: We would be literally kicked off the air if The Iron Sheik was on this show.
2: <laughs> yeah, it would have the highest rating
3: of any wrestling podcast ever. And then immediately after, we get kicked off the air because the vulgarity of The Iron Sheik is an enigma of itself. That even, we couldn't handle it. We It would be done for.
0: But so, it'd be worth it. All right. Well, Ricky, we want to thank you for being on the show with us. Tonight. Yes, absolutely. It's actually been, been a really good time. We've enjoyed it. And yeah, man, this was for,
2: fun. This flew by.
0: Yeah, and thank you for stepping in on such short notice like like you did. We, we really appreciate that. Or hey, before, no I've
2: been trying to get on this show forever, but I'm such a busy guy. I kept having to cancel, so like my bad. But thank you for having me on this time. So. Well,
0: but before you go, um, definitely first off, we want to welcome you to our Wrestle Talk family. Here, we we always are glad to bring people on. We always have the best guests, at least we feel we do, and uh, and you know just welcome you to our family. Thank and you. We also would like you to let all of our WrestleTalk family out there know, how can they follow you on social media? Where can they find you?
2: Uh, I am on Instagram. Hang on. I'm not very social media savvy, so I got to check my handle.
3: (laughs) We can't afford not to be in the WrestleTalk podcast. I'll tell you that right now.
2: (laughs) So my my Instagram handle is urban.cowboy.rr because I'm double R, you know. And then you can find me on Facebook. I'm just Ricky Rodriguez. Uh, my profile picture is me. So pretty easy to find on there. And, yeah, I'm always posting about the next shows and uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty entertaining, I've been told. So, you know, I'm definitely worth a follow.
0: <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> So our Wrestle Talk family definitely needs to uh to go on and follow you and definitely, I know definitely. I know I will be and if the maestro doesn't already I'm sure he will be and
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And,
0: and so. one last one last bit of business here before we let you go. You know, we just want you to promise us we know there is so much more we can talk about with you and everything. So just promise this that you will come
2: back. Oh, definitely. This was so much fun. I loved it. I will definitely be back.
3: Awesome, right. man. You you be well, okay? Thanks, be guys. Well. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Ricky Rodriguez here live on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Take care, Ricky. Oh. oh that,
0: what a first hour. You know that,
3: that I- what a first hour that was. And like I said, folks, you know, power outages, Mother Nature couldn't keep the maestro down. So the night, I, I can't believe it. You're, you know what, Hoss, I'm going to, I'm going to give him this. So get that applause sound effect ready. I'm just going to say it. Good night, owl. You are right. I like the guy. Why does that hurt me when I have to do that? I don't know. I like the guy and it just, oh when I had to say that, I don't know. <laughs> But, yes, things are looking great. I mean, wow, what a great interview. And there's still a whole nother guest to go. And we have the Game Show Challenge, and there's still so much more to talk about. This is why I love this show so much. It's That's just right. a plethora of topics.
0: That's right. So uh, coming up in the next hour, we got Gideon Morbid coming on here. But uh, we're going to take a real quick break here before we get on to him. He is already waiting in the studio, though. So uh, we look forward to talking with him. But before we take our break here, once again, we have got to plug those sponsors. I was out. about to do that. I was, <laughs> I was thinking, I was, I didn't want to cut you off on it, but I was like, is he going to mention the sponsors? Because we we got to do that. So okay, we could not do this without them. You know, they I will they pay for our stream yard. They they really help us out here. So.
3: All right, me. here we you go. you
0: want to do it or would you like me to do it?
3: I will do it, but you do the last one because you do the last one better than I ever could. So All ladies right. and gentlemen, like I said and like Haas has said many times, it is because of the following sponsors that make the Talk Podcast what it is today and only getting better from here on out. And they are Everything Combat, Kincaid, Esports Bar, KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dreams Productions, and the FWWC. And, Haas, what do we got, last but not least?
0: Actually, we have two, Jeremy. I don't know if you've been told that we do have a new sponsor.
3: Oh, man. As of last week. Okay, there we
0: go. I'm looking forward to this. So, first off, let's plug that new sponsor there, Me Fiesta. If you are doing a party in the Kansas City area, be sure to contact me Fiesta. They are, they will help you set up for any type of party, and they have everything that you need. So me Fiesta. All right. And then, of course, we have Rathbun Engraving, where they take care of all the engraving for our Wrestle Talk podcast mug. Uh, we have the Wrestle Talk logo engraved, hand engraved in the mug. And you can also have your name engraved, just $25 for the mug plus shipping. And, uh, you know, they are high quality mugs. Everything you drink out of this mug, I believe it was scientifically 17 point something percent better uh, if it comes out of that mug. I'm not sure on those numbers. I think it's more than that. But, you know, that's what I've been told.
3: Not too shabby, not too shabby. So, folks, you got to get yourself a mug. Definitely give thanks with these sponsors. I know we all do because, like I said, they are what makes the Talk Podcast, and so do all of you. So thank you so much for tuning in this first hour. We will be right back with Gideon Morbid. Stay tuned. Thanks, you.
1: Jimpark with a chicken o' you know, breakfast. If you ain't a hustler, you might
3: not get this. Eyes wide open, even though we sleeping. Have to get up in your face. You know, creeping. But you gotta be from my town just to know that. All brand new, no need for a throwback. Where you are from? But don't be dumb. Didn't even know it, but they said that I won will keep grinding, no rewinding I will ace life like it's one big assignment Young Mac Saga, holiday lava Never tripping on them haters cause they ain't hot up Pops was a hustle, I swear I'm just like them Girl, put your titties in my face, that's where I like them Hate big heads, but I love big faces my name is victorious, so I already taste it In the morning I'm up, tryna get it when it comes to that important shot I gotta hit it cause I'm plush baby, young Reeks, he's way too much Lately with the main. feelin' crazy, you know what's up baby KC's the place where I'm at, where they get hit with the Mac, they get stabbed in the back I could pull a long whoop a link up with the pack Eatin' motherfuckin' beats like they some type of snack And then I hit the club, see the people movin' I be chasing paper while some people still snows in. If you ain't winning. Must mean you're losing. Take it else and that's taking elf into something I ain't doing. I'm a straight winner from beginner, you should know that. Trying to killer city, so you know I gotta show that. Be the Kush masters. break it down and roll that. Trying to get some racks after that, get some more racks. Hey, hey, I'm hey, I'm hey,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from that break, and that was Vince Sanity there with eleven early in the morning. So, as always, the music we play here on Russell Talk was either developed for us, or yeah, Sanity is a member of the Russell Talk family, so you know we have to play that music. So, as always, so let's go ahead and get the maestro back in here. There he well, is. I was about to
3: say, I was just about to tell you I'm back, but let me tell you, Kevin Randall, uh, loyal f- listener, he also he says you got to rep the sponsors always, and he is absolutely right. So we did that before we went on commercial break, and you know, we do that multiple times throughout the shows. But we also got to thank all of you for tuning in this evening. For those that are just tuning in, we had talked with two-time Dynamo Pro Tag Team Champion, Ricky Rodriguez and it was a fantastic interview and he had mentioned about his influences and it was definitely it's definitely something that if you didn't tune in the first time you got to go back and listen again or you got to go That's listen right. so but speaking of guests our second guest our main event guest for the evening is on hold am I correct hardcore Haas?
0: Yes, sir. You are. He, he has been patiently waiting here. And, uh, once again, he is another guest who, uh, we had to grab there on short notice because of our, uh, guests having other things pop up and just couldn't make it, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, but that's okay. Cause here on the wrestle talk play- podcast, we roll with the punches. We go with what we've got. And, uh, But I think we found some pretty good replacements because that first hour was absolutely awesome. And I'm sure this one's going to be just as awesome to go through. Absolutely so. So Michael, go ahead with the introductions there because we know you are the man with the best introductions around.
3: Thank you, my friend. Thank you oh so much. Ladies and gentlemen, he is hailing from the Madison County Psych Ward. He has been a professional wrestler for more than 13 years, he is a former full-throttle wrestling, no-limit champion, full-throttle wrestling tag team champion, and a former world powerhouse wrestling heavyweight champion. If you ask any professional wrestler who's competed against him, they will tell you he's one of the most challenging wrestlers they've ever faced. Ladies and gentlemen, it is both the pleasure of Hardcore Haas and myself, the maestro, to introduce to you here live on the Wrestle Talk Podcast gideon morbid can you guys hear me
1: Loud yes, and hear how are you amazing how about you gentlemen
3: all right thank you very much for joining us this evening i know things scramble at the last minute but you know what it shows how much you care and how generous you are as a person to be able to join us so thank you i'm just thankful for the opportunity to be on here oh of course absolutely and we are glad to have you and ladies and gentlemen like I said, be sure to, if you have any questions, be sure to type them out, and we will get them on air for the one and only Gideon Morbid to answer. So, Hardcore Haas, I will let you do the honors of starting off our wonderful interview.
0: Okay, well, I know that you have uh, you have been in the wrestling business for more than 13 years there. So what actually got you to want to be in the wrestling business?
1: Well, I've always grown up watching wrestling For as long as I can remember It's something fun I was injured in high school So as a result, I didn't get a chance to play traditional sports So I wanted something to get frustration Get aggravation out And also a chance to entertain So I went and gave it a shot And I'm, I'm doing okay, I guess
0: All right And uh, You know, through through your childhood of watching wrestling and uh, and actually getting into wrestling, who were some of your influences coming up through wrestling?
1: As a kid, it was always Roddy Roddy Piper and Sting. Piper because he had a mouth and wasn't the greatest athlete both things that I'm guilty of not being the greatest athlete. And depending on who you ask, I have a little bit of a mouth. It tends to get me in trouble sometimes, but sometimes it also can be kind of goofy and entertaining, you know, and then it became cactus Jack because all the different variations of Mick Foley, the man did the most with the least.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. that seems to be a, uh, a very common thing here tonight is uh, our, our last guest told us as well that, you know, his mouth kind of got him into trouble. <laughs> so that seems to be common. Yeah, kind nicer. of.
1: Yeah, my mouth runs a little weird. So that's kind of the reason why I can play, be a uh, mental patient as well as I can. <laughs>
0: so, how how did your uh, your character come about?
1: I've always been more into movies than I have been in, into sports because of my injuries, my uh, character got given to me by uh, the promoters at full throttle wrestling. It was kind of up to me to make it my own, whether it be from past personal situations or in all honesty, the movie 12 monkeys and Brad Pitt, you know, kind of helped me morph into the eccentric erratic character that I am today.
0: Okay. Um, And over your 13 years, who has been one of your uh, most favorite and memorable matches been against?
1: My favorite match and my most memorable are two different things. Okay. My, my favorite match is my matches that I had with a guy by, that went with the character of Big Dick Bison. He legitimately brought out the best in me. He literally the, made me look a lot better than what I am. And literally, the crowd was immensely entertained. My most memorable match was when I won the WPW championship against Xavier Frost. That, by far, was the highlight of anything I've ever done in wrestling.
0: All right. So, uh, Maestro, I know you're just chomping at the bit here to, uh, right. to ask a few questions, so why don't you go ahead and chime in here?
3: Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. So, Morbid, I have to ask. You know, you display and you've already said about how your characters come about some of your influences, you are definitely, in my opinion, a variety based wrestler. You have a whole bunch of different styles that you have, you know, wrestlers, a lot of times will either just be all physicality, all unique athleticism, or all psychological based kind of like your Jake Roberts, if you will, of all these different styles that you possess as a wrestler, which one do you fu- you feel that you specialize in I
1: master of many uh, specialization of none if that makes sense because yeah. with my uh, eccentric personality with the strange like overall hobbies and everything like that, that I truly have that the fact that I can go do different things, kind of like 10 second Tom from fifty first dates is like, it's, I just have fun. The fact that if I get put in the ring with somebody and I know what story needs to get told that I can do my job and do my part. I know that may not be the answer you're looking for, but the the truth being told, it's all fun. It's like living out a childhood dream every time I get in the ring.
3: No, I totally get that because, yeah, you you know, you mentioned the answer I'm looking for. The answer I'm looking for, and this is for any guest ever, the answer I'm looking for is the one that comes from the mind and the heart of the guest. That's what I look for. And if that's, you know – that's what you say, and you just said. It's your dream. It's a dream. You're having fun. You know, what more can you ask for? Um, now, a lot of your opponents, like I said in the introduction, of, would say that you're one of the most challenging wrestlers they would ever have had to face or have faced. What am, you know, like we've talked about already, you've transitioned from amateur wrestling, mixed martial arts, strikes, <clears throat> excuse me, to submission style But what do you think would be that biggest reason, if not one of many reasons that your opponents would have such a hellacious time having to deal with you?
1: Because my character has multiple personalities. You don't know which one you're going to get in the ring with. I have restarted my match with a different personality mid-match. Just as a good example, my match against El Magnifico a little bit ago, I had the match won. Then out of nowhere, my personality switched. And next thing I know, I'm counting the lights. It's definitely not the normal. You don't know which one of me or like i prefer to say which one of us you're going to face because i could be happy laughing then out of nowhere (laughs) a switch flips and it's a whole different game
3: yeah i mean i you see it all a lot of times i'm not even going to say all the time but you see it a lot of times with wrestlers but It's kind of for them, this point A to point B, you know, which you said you are not. You just, it just is a spontaneous type of change. But a lot of times, you know, some people, some wrestlers, the lights go off and then boom, it's a new personality, or there's a bell that rings and boom, new personality. But for you, it's just whatever the hell happens, you know? One moment it could be one side, next moment it's the other. You could have multiple during just, you know, 10 minutes.
1: Most definitely within five even my former tag team partner Bioshock could attest to that, you know, that I was a handful there too. So it's all been a unique situation, which is fun <laughs> for me at
3: least. <laughs> Can't say for them, but for me it's right. Fun. Exactly. Well, it, it, what I'm thinking of next is, you know, we've also on the show tonight, the topic of multiple wrestling promotions has come up and how in the age we live in, it's great that you, you know, if you're gone from one promotion, there's always so many more you can go to. Now, you are a, you're no exception to multiple promotions, you know, being a part of Full Throttle Wrestling, uh, World Powerhouse Wrestling, to name a couple. With your spontaneous multitude of characters, I want to ask, how is it, How do they react? How do these different promotions adapt and react to your multiple personalities in your character?
1: Well, right now, the current place, I'm only working with World Powerhouse Wrestling at this point. I'm looking to branch out to get more ring time and just to have some more fun. However, they like it because the fans like the fact that you're, it's a kind of whiskey tango foxtrot. I don't know how family friendly your podcast is. That you're uncensored,
0: go for it. Say what you okay. gotta okay. do. Yeah, our censor is the iron chic.
2: <laughs> I didn't
1: know I didn't know for sure. I didn't want to drop drop the word fucking. Get like right. I respect issues. that.
3: I totally respect that. But you are free to okay. free to go. So go for
1: basically it. the crowd's gonna be almost like a what the fuck. You know, they don't know with what's going to go on. And once this stuff started to come out, even my kids didn't know that the character was going to be switching up and making stuff go a little bit different, which my daughter's probably one of my biggest fans, even though she likes seeing me get it beaten up. But that's a whole different story entirely.
3: Yeah, I. Oh, man. You know, it's interesting when you bring up family. uh, What does your family, when your family goes to the events and they see you out there and they see one side of you for one minute and then maybe whether it's five minutes later or a minute later, however long it may be. But then it's your other personality. How do they truly, besides what the fuck, how do they really see that when they think of you?
1: Uh, Numerous face palms occur. I've been called cringy by my son, but they still want to go back each and every time because they see the fun that I have. They see the fact that sometimes my opponents will crack up laughing because I'll say probably some of the oddest stuff on the planet in the middle of a match. And, I don't even re- know what half the stuff I'm going to say till I start to say it is. So they really don't know what to expect. And truth being told, out of the promos, out of everything, I just play it by ear and I don't know what to expect half the time. Or we don't know what to expect half the time, depending on if you're talking to the real me or if you're talking to Morbid.
3: And that's kind of, honestly, the fun. Oh, yeah. Expect the unexpected. That's that's a lot of ways, like, I like to look at things in life. To expect the unexpected. Anything can happen at any time. So, you know. At any second. At any second, exactly, you know. Um. So, uh, next question I got to have, and I know Haas is sitting over there. He's he's getting excited to ask you some more questions. Now, first, later on tonight, we do have the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Um, and, folks – if you do want to ask a question for our very own Gideon Morbin, be free to please type it out and we will be sure to get it on air. But I have to ask, you know, you talked about your love of movies, you know, because you were more you were more of the movie film guy. Still as am. Opposed to, Still am, of course. Sorry. You're, no, you're fine. <laughs> totally got You got to keep it in the present and the future. Tense. Oh, yeah. So you are definitely a movie buff film buff you know kind of that mystique mystery type guy over your standard athletic jock who's just buff muscular in the wrestling ring is there any movie series movie in particular that really drew that big inspiration for what you showcase in the ring today
1: a cross between two very different movie series. One, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. I okay. actually, I actually sport the uh, the symbol as one of my tattoos on my body, and and of course Captain Jack Sparrow. You know the world's most um, unique pirates, the best way to put it. And then I had to start smiling when you talk about wanting to play a game game because the entire Saw franchise. And it wasn't named after that, but it's kind of funny how John Kramer's kid's name was Gideon. I'm just going to put it that way.
3: You know, it's not the
1: same thing, but, you know, because he died in the movie. I'm still alive, but that's a whole different story. (sighs)
3: Spoiler alert. That Folks, if you haven't seen it, just... You know, meets get this little part of the stuff of the the from
1: 2004. If you haven't seen a movie from 2004, <laughs> it's 2021. Oh um, uh, worried about no dang spoilers.
3: Hang on, hang on, pause, pause, time out. Haas, can you believe what he just said? Saul came out in 2004, that movie is 17 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're so, all old. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, time stops for no man. Let me tell you, time that. stops for no man. <laughs> Mother Nature may be relentless, but so is Father Time. Exactly. Um. So, and, and I find that interesting. The reason I ask is because about you know which movies truly inspired you for this is because I'm big into the. Like the universal horror movies, a lot of the mystery movies that, like Alfred Hitchcock, uh, directed things that, and even modern ones such as A Quiet Place or Insidious, things of that nature. In addition to the Saw franchise, because I'm always, for me, it's always about what's next. You know, I'd always like to think that there is a next. You know, a next day, a next hour, and whatnot. And if there is, what's that going to entail? And what's that gonna contain? And that to me is what you are in the ring. We don't know what's next. You're gonna e- what's next. And you don't. <laughs> that's another that's even more important. You don't even know what's next. So you can't tell anybody, oh, this is who you're gonna see or this is what you're gonna get. Cause hell, if you don't know, how are any of us gonna know? Like it's a complete and utter mystery. And it brings that edge to a wrestler that not many see on their average wrestling promotion or anywhere else, you know. So I think it's, I think it's exciting to see you in the ring because you never know what you're going to get. It's not a you get what you get. It's you never know what you're going to get. But in the end, still don't throw a fit. <laughs> exactly.
1: Actually, I may have thrown a fit my last match after losing, but that's a whole different story.
3: No, that's different. No. Yeah, kick I, and I'm
1: screaming, you know, temper tantrum in the ring, and but nah, we ain't gonna talk about that now.
3: <laughs> we all, I think, we all have at least one of those moments. i oh, say. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. Probably had one of those referees that don't know how to count. So. Yeah, it uh, would be understandable.
1: Yeah, the referee yeah. we normally have is well over six foot tall, like the world's largest referee, Sherman Tank. The guy's like a freaking walking condominium. I think he's King Kong Bundy's
3: uh, long-lost grandchild or something. He's <laughs> huge. You know, I'll tell you, Hoss, as soon as he said six foot tall, we immediately eliminated uh, Nightmare Jones from it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Anybody over four feet tall eliminates Nightmare Jones. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's somebody, I'm taller than. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm right there with you on that. I'm like, sweet. Wait, eliminates Nightmare bones. Hell yeah, I'll take it. I do it all right. Shots so I got fired. Shots fired. Uh you know, The best part is for people listening that say, "Oh, you're." That's real classy to say this when they're not here to defend themselves. There is nothing we will ever say to them that we wouldn't say to their face. That and
0: and nightmare nightmare jones knows and so does everybody else around that you know we we may say stuff like that about nightmare and we may pick on each other a lot especially like uh like picking on dick you know but um it, it's all done in love you know we we love them all and we don't truly mean anything by it and it's all taken with a grain of salt I mean, some of the things about the night out. No, I'm kidding. Yes, it's
3: all with love. Okay, so I've got one more question for you, Morgan, and then I hand it over to my good friend Hardcore Hoss. And then later on, of course, you gotta love games. Yeah, but it's a challenge. Okay, so <clears throat> talked about how Roddy Piper, you know, wasn't the best athletic build, but man, he could talk. Who is another? wrestler that could talk the talk even if he didn't have that big athletic build that you felt was a big inspiration for you we're talking all time or we talking current which one you know what i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it current we're gonna go current right now probably seth rollins Because he
1: basically talks so swarmy, so annoying, you want to see him get beat. At least I wouldn't mind seeing the man get beaten to a pulp by anybody who gets in the ring with him. You know, because his voice is kind of like nails on a chalkboard to me with that cackle.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely can understand that one, but... You know, when you talk about psychological, honestly, Seth Rollins and how he's been portrayed and how he portrays himself. Oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's one of the highlights, not just of SmackDown, but of WWE in general. And not only that, he goes out there and he puts on great matches. And I think one more person I'm actually going to throw out there as a big, you know, a big talker. But also a phenomenal wrestler. It's got to be Bailey. Oh, Bailey yeah. has done some amazing mind games with Bianca Belair. She every time she's in the ring, she's exceptional. She's
1: probably and, the best female character they have, in my personal opinion, right now.
3: And honestly, I could agree with that. Um, I know there's a lot of talented female wrestlers on the roster <clears throat> across the board. Alexa Bliss is another one that comes to mind, but she doesn't wrestle as much as Bayley does, and that's not taking anything away from her, of course. I think characters and wrestlers such as Alexa Bliss and Bayley are phenomenal and an inspiration to a lot of others who are going to get into the business with a little more of a mental, psychological edge to them and not just, you know, physical talents, you know. So having a multitude of talent and abilities goes a long way as you have showcased many times. And with that, I pass it over to my good friend, hardcore Haas over there.
0: You know, and, and that's actually a perfect segue there because my next question, you know, when, when you talk about a multitude of abilities and everything, a, a lot of people, have talked about your style of wrestling, um, how you can be an amateur wrestler, but you can also swing the pendulum the other way. And, uh, and you, sorry, my my mind just went a different way, but my
1: mind always goes different ways in the <laughs> ring, especially. So go ahead.
0: But yeah, you, you can go from amateur wrestling to uh mixed martial arts. Um, And it's just, I've heard that it's just hard to anticipate what you're going to do because of your such a wide array of style. So, can you tell us a little bit about your background in mixed martial arts?
1: Um, I actually trained for a couple of years at a local school in the area, uh, CMMA in Pontoon Beach. I had a couple of amateur, you know, club fights, never got very far with it. More my martial arts training more technical was through uh, Taekwondo where I legitimately hold a first degree black belt. You know, it's, I'm legitimately trained on some of the stuff more because I used it in all honesty. Again, like I said earlier, stress relief an outlet a way to kind of get myself a little bit more centered in the real
0: world. Okay. Um And, you know, one question I I asked the last guest and I actually like to ask a lot of the guests is, you know, with everybody that you have wrestled and everything, who is somebody you have not wrestled that you would absolutely love to wrestle, you know, kind of like a dream match type thing. So who would that be and why?
1: Well, in all honesty, right now, there's about. Two to three local guys that I'd really like a chance to be able to wrestle. One is right now a guy by who goes by the character of Ace Roberts. I've known him for a long period of time. He also is an extremely fun character. Um, he and I, on a personal level, go way back. We've never even done anything in the ring anywhere near each other. Uh, Another guy who I've never had a chance to be able to wrestle before is Playboy Double H. The guy is probably the most over heel character I have ever seen in my life. And it's like the fan that's literally hang on almost everything that that dude says and does any any show that I've been, been in there with. And then, of course, I mean, in, in all honesty, the guy who I'd really like a chance to, is somebody who I've been in the ring with before, just because he's probably one of the best in the St. Louis area, in, in my personal opinion, Damian Blade. You know, the guy's been there, done that. He's been overseas. You know, he and I were actually tag partners at at the last – the last show that I was at and it's like the guy is smooth has charisma basically the no matter what he they these three guys do in the ring the fans eat it up and that to me is what this is all about it's all about the fans
0: okay um, and another question I'd like to ask a lot of people is we we have a lot of our fans, Are people who, you know, they would like to get into the wrestling business or uh, are currently training to get in the wrestling business, you know, uh, things of that nature. So what advice would you have for anybody who is trying to come up in the wrestling business right now? Uh, What advice would you give them?
1: First things first, get a gym membership, because you need to get your body in shape and your brain in shape to be able to handle some of the stuff. Then go seek somebody who's an actual wrestling trainer. The guy who trained me is searcher out of Skull Canyon Dojo. You want to find somebody who you know is going to A, keep you safe. B, is not going to lie to you and C is going to give you the same respect that you give, that you give them, you know, I mean, and do it to the best of your ability, have fun. If you're, if you're great, there may be a chance, especially with social media marketing, you may get far, but if not at the end of the day, if this is something you love, give it a shot, you know, talk to people who train people in wrestling, you know, don't necessarily just go find Joe blow, find somebody who actually knows their stuff on it because they'll keep it safe.
0: Yeah. I was saying earlier that, you know, the the stuff that a lot of the wrestlers today just tend to put their bodies through for the fans that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them that they don't even know and for their love of the sport, it's just absolutely miraculous. And, you know, they really, you guys really deserve a lot of accolades and stuff for, for what you do. It's, it really is amazing.
1: And if you don't love it, it's not worth the pain if you don't love it.
0: Oh yeah. Um, it, just the other week, myself and uh, another host we have here, Nightmare Jones and a few other people we went to down in West Virginia and watched a uh, death match tournament. And it, the stuff they put their bodies through, I tell you, <laughs> it, it was hard pass just
1: amazing. you on death right, hard pass on the-
3: no, thank you. <laughs> I'll so, play a
1: video game like that, but that's about yeah, sure it. Yeah, I've seen the dark side right. of the ring of Nick
3: Gage. I know, no way, I've seen what he's gone through. No way in hell would I go through that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I could, I could, uh. Step up against any of those guys, I tell you.
1: I mean, I've got if mad
3: respect about it.
1: I got mad respect for the guys who want to do that. I am just not one of them <laughs> to do that. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, he, even just getting slammed on thumbtacks. I mean, I, I'm mm. diabetic. Mm. I have to I have to <laughs> stick my finger every day. That's about as close as I'm coming no, to getting sure. with thumbtacks.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you ain't sticking yourself like five hundred times in one in one, exactly. in one spot, dude. No, exactly. <laughs> At least
0: I'd hope not. But, uh, but you know, as, as you heard Jeremy mention earlier, uh, we do have this thing called the Game Show Challenge, and uh, I've been told that I am supposed to uh, be going against you in the Game Show Challenge tonight. So if you're game, we would I'm love down. to uh, have, have you for the Game Show Challenge here.
3: Goodbye, me, brother.
0: All right, Jeremy, you ready to take it away here?
3: All right, hang on one second. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the world famous and heroically renowned Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. that theme all right way too catchy (laughs) i'm telling you i can listen to that constantly all right welcome to this week's installment of the world famous wrestle talk podcast game show challenge tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls our contestants this evening are gideon morbid and the wrestle talk podcast's own boss hoss otherwise known as hardcore hoss in a few moments i will ask you both Three questions, and possibly a fourth, about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, all you have to do is shout out your answer. And because, thanks to StreamYard, I will clearly see who is saying it first. When we were on telephones, it was hell. Tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled Double Up. I will give information about three Famous professional wrestlers who have the same initials. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please shout out your answer. And the first person to win two, or possibly three, depending if we have a tiebreaker, will win tonight's contest. So, Morbid, are you ready, my friend? I'm down. Hoss, you all set? I'm ready. righty, here we go. Question number one: This professional wrestler is a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Now, many fans will remember this guy as the face of the WWF back in the 1980s. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is correct. Morbid has the first fall. All right, Hoss, you're down one nothing, but it's still anybody's game. I must say the hosts don't usually have a great track record against the guests, but anything can happen. All right, question number two. This perform—excuse ah, me. This professional wrestler is a three-time WWE champion, and he is also a former member of the Shield. Roman Reigns. Who Roman Reigns is correct? I was just right. about to
0: say that, but hey!
3: Ah, there you go. All right, folks, that was a that was a quick one. You want to hit that music house because Giddy has you. Oh, man. Well, host, you know, I think it's just a host curse. It's not even you. It's just the fact that I don't even remember the last time a host, and that includes me, has actually won the game show challenge.
0: This this is true. You know, the, the hosts don't have the best record. But, uh, you know, I, I'll take this loss uh, like a man, uh, unlike, you know, uh, Dick Douglas. <clears throat> you know, I, I won't cry.
3: <laughs> i mean the only reason that uh nightmare jones won last week was because he was literally going up against the night owl so <laughs> it was a host versus host all right gideon morbid congratulations my friend you are Thank the you. winner of this week's russell talk podcast game Did you say the wiener or the winner the winner oh okay i was like
1: well hey nightmare I mean,
3: jones is the wiener you're the <laughs> winner I
1: mean, whatever it all works <laughs>
3: One way or another, man, you won. So congratulations. (laughs) Thanks, dude. You are very welcome.
0: So before we let you go, you know, we want to, we want you to promise us that you will come back and talk to us again, because there is so much more we can talk to you about.
1: Oh, dude, always. And next time I'll be a little bit better prepared for things to talk about.
0: (laughs) Well, and we, we do appreciate the fact that you uh, you were filling in for another guest who couldn't make it, you know, coming on on such short notice like you did it's just awesome that you could do that for us and we really appreciate the fact that you did that and i'm just um, thankful
1: for the chance man
0: and we want to welcome you into our wrestle talk podcast family you know uh, we always love having the best guests and I, i believe tonight we truly did have two of the best guests we could have tonight Sure.
3: Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt.
0: And before we let you go, and uh, one last thing, if you could just let the fans know where they can find you on social media, how they can follow you, and uh, see what you're doing.
1: Uh, the best bet is to follow me through Instagram. My uh, username, my handle on there is Pirate Code Athletics, because it's also how I kind of run my personal training business through, and it's just the easiest way to get in touch with me through that or if you want to add me on Facebook itself uh just look for kevin Randall it's uh my real name you know I'm basically pretty user friendly I got a bunch of people on there looking forward to uh you know getting out there more
0: all right well we, awesome. we thank you thank you for coming on it's been a great interview and we it has been a pleasure to have you thank you gentlemen
3: absolutely be well ladies and gentlemen that was Gideon more. Live on the Wrestle Talk
0: podcast.
3: Man, oh man, what a show, Hoss.
0: Another episode, episode 351 is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Another and, great episode with two wonderful guests.
3: And through hell and high water, through Mother Nature trying to kick me down and out. The night owl came through by telling me about the ethernet cable. So I give him that everything worked in the end and it was a successful show and I couldn't have asked for anything better. And hopefully the next time I host a show, I'll be all set up in a new place, but one way or another, neither you nor I would be here if it weren't for the amazing fans who tune in every single week And if it weren't for our amazing sponsors, and I'll go over them all right now, but you have now, I know we have two new ones, so I'm gonna say one of the two because I always love the I always love how you plug one of the last ones. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here at the Russell Talk Podcast, we would proudly like to thank Everything Combat, Kincaid, Esports Bar, KC. Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, the FWWC, Me Fiesta, who is one of our newest sponsors, and Haas, who is that last
0: sponsor? Wrathbun Engraving. They do a wonderful job with their engraving. They take care of our Wrestle Talk Podcast mug. Uh, they hand engrave the mug with the logo. And uh, they, you can have your name added to it. Just twenty five dollars. If you are interested in picking up one of those uh, Wrestle Talk mugs, be sure to hit up myself or Night Owl, the Maestro, uh, Nightmare Jones, any one of us. Hit us up, and we will be sure to set you up with one.
3: Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, episode three fifty one is in the books. He's Hardcore Haas. I am the
0: maestro, Jeremy Karp. Kashi, got any closing thoughts? Why I give mine? Uh, just thank you to all the fans out there. You know, obviously we could not do the, do this without you. And we absolutely love you guys. Thank you for your support. Thank you for uh, helping us Thanks. bring this show to you. And just be sure to tune in next week. Uh, next week's schedule, we should be having Ryo on the show. Uh, He is from Ring of Honor Wrestling And we should also be having Billy Starks on the show oh, uh, wow. If the schedule has not changed That is the guest for next week So make sure you tune in That promises to be a very awesome show once again
3: Absolutely Well ladies and gentlemen, like I said He's Hardcore Haas, I'm the Maestro And as always Life is a book Full of empty pages just waiting to be written in make your lives worth reading. Have a wonderful night, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Return to the D was imminent. Step into the mic, and like a
0: brand new lyricist. I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago. You can't fuck with me, I'm stepping out
1: the shadows. So walking, overloaded, I'm ready to explode self control, sending his skills like Highlander one slice, and I watch it
0: roll, it's a lyrical kamikaze when I unload, I'm a mic, I'm in and everything I see, it's destruction on sight, Watch it sound like a track with no bass, that's a beat. Me, on the other hand, I'm
1: shattering the concrete. Breaking down the doors, the most, and enemies within the opportunities. It's survival. I ain't going nowhere. I got immunity more calculating, gruesome, and devastating than ever.